your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 447 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Braided Biller up in the Blue Mountains. And Ross, the Ottawa Senators win streak extends to three games and they're looking to make it four W's with another game tonight up against the New York Islanders and... Right now, there's no team you want to face more than the Islanders because they have lost 11 straight games. So, it's back-to-back Senators game days. Oh, that's amazing. And a busy stretch now for Ottawa where they're making the most of it. Yes, it didn't start great against Vancouver, that 6-2 loss. But they say it's always darkest before dawn. And since then, the Senators took out 1-2 Stanley Cup contenders in the Hurricanes and Avalanche. And then a 3-2 shootout win last night against the Devils that we'll break down on today's show. We also have to look ahead, and you mentioned it. The Islanders are in town, which means J.G. Paggio, who was a part of the last Senators team to win four games straight. They did that in the spring of 2017. So we got a ton to get into. And goalie-friendly show, Levy Marilinen, the OHL's Goalie of the Week. Tons to get to. And this episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Get your Omaha Steaks right now because holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. Omaha Steaks make it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Today is Tuesday, December 7th in Pilsy. Let's stick with the Frank the Tank theme. We're going streaking! <laughs> yep, three straight games. Hey, we were impressed with a two-game win streak, and I would have been happy if that's that's all it came up to because we were talking about so many losses, it'll make your head spin. But now that they make it to three straight wins and then back-to-back games, and I'm not, I don't have that anxious worrisome feeling in my stomach Ross or a feeling of wow how are we going to talk about how bad this team has been again that's not the feeling anymore I'm stoked to talk about victories a 3-2 shootout win up against the Devils and yeah it's a great time to be facing the New York Islanders as well a team who is 0-8-3 since beating their last four games have been one goal games though Ross so like Yes, it looks like a terrible eyesore, but they have been close in a couple of them. And the starting goaltender tonight, we'll get into this uh, uh, later on, but there's a big difference between Sorokin and Varlamov uh, in this year's numbers. Is there an announced starter already for tonight? I don't think so. I haven't seen one yet, and we're hoping it's Varlamov because Sorokin, despite his team struggling, he's had a really good year. Yes, so... Head over to Twitter, at Send Central. We'll let you know who's starting when. But the last game they won, I was at, funny enough, in Winnipeg. And Sorokin got a shutout that game. So it'd be a real shame if he got a shutout, shutout, shutout tonight against Ottawa. But that being said, it's always nice to see J.G. Paggio. He'll forever be 
a favor. That's a jinx. You're looking at me like I'm actually <laughs> hoping for him to get Got lost in the shadows there. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So let's wait to preview that because last night's yeah. game was unbelievable. And as you mentioned, the greatest part of this win streak, and funny enough, your best players are your best players, you win more games. But that's just it. We knew Drake was on fire. The guy is just exceptional, been taking off over this season. But now Brady's joined him. They both convert as goals last night. And then in the shootout, two of your other young studs get this one home with Stutzel and Josh Norris putting the puck in the back of the net past um, past Mackenzie Blackwood. But let's start at the top. And should Ottawa just spot their opponents a one-goal lead? I'm sick of this disappointment right off the bat. Just start down one nothing, and let's go from there. Yeah, just as if uh, it was betting odds, uh, minus one, eh? Just every exactly. game, minus one odds. Yeah. But, I mean... Look, that goal is tough because it happened. Well, first off, it happened so quick. Second off, I don't think uh, Severson was trying to score on that play. That's just a play where you're like, there are six guys in front of the goalie there. <laughs> Let's just get it on net and see what happens. And I was watching Forsberg on the play, and I don't think he's anticipating that shot either. Like, he's reading the play, and he's like, Severson, there's way too much traffic in front. That puck's not going to get through. Where, and he's looking, where can he go with that puck next? And where should I be anticipating this? And the next thing you know, the goal light's on. And he's like, what the hell just <laughs> happened? Like, I think that's kind of what happened there. And, you know, you're you're sleeping on your toes a little bit to start the game 35 seconds in. So you're not quite in the action yet. And Ross, that goal was the only shot of the whole game for eight minutes straight. Like classic sends devil's hockey, just tight checking neutral zone battles low scoring but when you come out with the victory you don't care how it happened no you do not care at all and there were still some highlights throughout the game I, I love the way Ottawa was playing and keeping pucks the outside now Anton Forsberg made a real nice save I don't know if he knew he was making the save did you see that about 10 minutes into the game it was like he, he ended up spinning around in his crease. Yeah, he was facing but, the other direction. Yeah. 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 So when I saw that, I was like, uh-oh, has the magic run out, right? Because the first goal had already gone in. And then he makes another good save um, on Pavel Zaka. And, man, how many posts were hit in this game as well? So you, you look at a situation where, yeah, the, the goalies were part, to, part of the reason why there's only one goal scored uh, throughout the first half of this game. But at the same time, man, the post made about 10 saves as well. So – um, there's lots lots to get into in this game, and I guess a great place to continue is Drake Batherson because uh, that was in and out of the net pretty quick, eh? Yeah, that's an elite sniper shot right there, and Mackenzie Blackwood got front row seats, and he, he didn't get to watch that movie very long because it was over in a flash. And what I want to do on this play is just continue to compliment the top guys. Like This play from start to finish is just a showing of – how when hard work meets talent and then the opportunities come and you capitalize what this team can do. Like Norris is fighting for this puck in the corner. Then Brady swoops in and also applies pressure. They end up forcing that puck. They turn it over and then it gets to Shabbat. And what Shabbat does here is key because he fakes the shot. He starts his windup for the wrist shot. That sets all the New Jersey Devils players in their spot. They want to try to block it and wait for the play to happen. Then a smooth pass over to Batherson, and he waits no time. And he wastes no time and beats Blackwood. And Blackwood should have been a little bit farther out on his crease there. Yeah. Like he gives him a lot of options up top, and Batherson says, "Hey, I'll take that." Boom! Thank you very much. Blackwood plays a very similar style to Matt Murray—a very upright yep. stance, 
deep, deep in their in net. The crease. Yeah. Uh, is Blackwood a big guy? Like what? I, I think he's like 6'2", 6'3". I don't think he's like overly. He's not. He's not Matt Sogard. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And well, and he's not even Matt Murray. Matt Murray's six four. Is he not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. He, he's not quite that big. But again, so that's he needs to be playing a little farther out there. And Batherson, uh, he notices that and says, "Well, I'll just beat you here." And there it is. Yeah, for five on five, he had a ton of room. I think New Jersey got puck watching in that scrum a little bit more. And uh, Shabbat, you mentioned the fake shot. I want to highlight the pivot that he makes because that's all in skating ability for him to fake the shot, keep his head up, look at the net, but his body's all repositioning to get yep. that perfect pass across. It's deception. Batherson. Short side, upstairs, left, left wing side, but a right shot. So he gives him a lot more option to get to the net. And I just love that play. I love it for Drake to, to convert on it. And after that, I mean, it doesn't, uh, doesn't take too long for New Jersey to get a couple opportunities. And these are the momentum moments that I was talking about over the course of when they could not find wins. Those were going in like Jack Hughes had a chance. And then Janssen on the rebound, Forsberg just stood tall, no rebound. How crucial is that to prove to the rest of this team a team that has struggled finding consistency in goal that when you're able to tie it up this time, unlike in games past, even on this win streak, they're able to get a save right away after goal four. Well, and Ross, uh, DJ Smith even mentioned that in the press conference, not so much specifically on the goal team, but as a team as a whole, Mm -hmm. he even said what we're all thinking. Like normally we would have found a way to lose that game. (laughs) Like, and for a coach to say that is just hilarious. Like, no, it's that's the old senators member. That's yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like before they would have found a way to lose this game, make some mistakes in the last minute and it all comes crumbling. But this is a new team with a different attitude. Once, once the process turns into results, then you start buying into it more and you start believing it, right? Like they were buying into DJ's hardworking system, but when you lose six straight, you're like, well, crap, should maybe we try something else here? But then when you win three straight, you're like, hell yeah, this is our identity. This is how we're going to grind out games and get wins. So when you have goaltending that can back up that kind of hardworking identity, and you get a guy like Forsberg getting three straight wins on this team, the confidence is just oozing from these guys, and you can tell. It's kind of funny because I, I did highlight Forsberg making those saves right after the goal, and it wasn't more than a minute where they ended up allowing another goal. But again, this isn't Forsberg's fault to Point shot off of a one face off. You go D to D on net. Very simple play. But Nate Bastion right in front of the net gets a tip on it. No chance for Forsberg. And then they retake a 2-1 lead with that one. So, although he did make the initial save after the goal, it's still considered, in our terms, a momentum goal against where it's in within two minutes after your team scoring. So, again, another piece of adversity for this Senators team to take uh, onus of. And I thought that from that goal on, the ice kind of tilted. And I thought Ottawa was by far the better team after that. Yeah, I thought so as well. And uh, this is a game where I think they were showing a time of puck possession stats. And New Jersey actually was quite a bit ahead. But I feel like, and there's probably some advanced stats here to back it up that I'm not aware of or don't understand. But there's so much of a difference between what type of possession you have, right? Like how much of that possession was probably neutral zone or New Jersey's defensemen like to handle the puck in their own zone as well. That's a great decor they have there. That's only going to grow when uh, the other Hughes brother gets there. So 
Um, and don't forget everybody's favorite. Shout out Tony Ferrari, Shakir Mukamadoula. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and even Ty Smith, uh, he's had a rough start this yeah. season, but he's a nice player as well. Um, so no, this is no team in a single period had more than 10 shots in any period last night. It was very <laughs> low event hockey. Yeah. And, and this is what we come to expect when these two teams meet. So, but I think the centers did a good job of not letting that kind of, you know, like slow down their pace or slow down their intensity. Right. Like they didn't, they didn't fall into that trap of kind of falling asleep in a low event hockey game. They were able to stick to their game and, Another thing, we're kind of bearing the lead on this one too, Ross. How about the discipline? No power plays. Not a single one. Zero yes. power plays for the New Jersey Devils. And then only one power play for the Sens. So even though this was a tight, close game, there wasn't any of those. And sometimes when you get in close games, you get those opportunities where like every high danger scoring opportunity could change the whole game. So you're like, well, he's got a good chance to shoot here. I'll just hook him and take the penalty and hope to move on. You know, a yeah. lot of those penalties are happening, but not in this game. So you got to shout out the Ottawa Senators for staying disciplined here. And the only penalty, or should say power play, because there were two offsetting penalties um, Yeah, back and forth. Graves was involved yeah. in both of them, I think. Uh, no, Graves had the lone penalty uh, outside of it, but that lone penalty was 56 seconds into the game. So after yeah. that... It was uh, either five on five or four on four, even strength hockey. And man, did you see the stat that TSN brought up last night? Even strength goals for for a line. The Brady Norris Batherson line has fourteen even strength goals. Wow! There are only two lines in the National Hockey League that has more even strength production. Do you want to guess? I know you've had some Boston, Colorado with with guessing that. Well, Colorado's been tough because. Uh, you're wrong on both, um, but I appreciate that about you. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a they're, trivia guy. They're, they're both very obvious when I say it. Um, I'll, I'll hint one where I know it's just on a tee. One of their brothers plays for Ottawa. The Calgary line? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Matthew Kachuk with Elias Lindholm and uh, yeah. and Johnny Goudreau. And then, shocker Pilsy, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, and Tom Wilson. So yeah. that's the company that this Brady Norris Batherson line is keeping right now. And that's just incredible and impressive in its own right. So that line gets on the board, just a bang, bang play. Uh, Batherson disrupts the play behind the net. He shoots it out front and Brady goes short side. So that bro is two, two. Um, and I think we could probably get right into overtime here as we're, we're going a little long for a, a low event game. But when you're looking at, at the overtime, my main takeaway is going three forwards. What were your thoughts on that when Connor Brown goes out there to play D on the second shift with Brady and Stutzla? Or sorry, Drake and Stutzla. Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. Um, and I, I like it, though. You got to try some different things. And in a three-on-three overtime setting, like, it's basically man-on-man hockey. So you don't need to have your traditional, okay, he's a centerman, he's a left winger, he's a defenseman, and you have to have a center, a winger, and a defenseman at all times. Like, you don't need to play that style of structure because it's such an unstructured style of hockey. And I thought if you're going to put anyone back on defense, why not a guy like Connor Brown who's very defensively minded but also has an offensive scoring touch as well. So I think that was a good move. And uh, although they didn't really – that kind of formation didn't really generate too much, it was still uh, interesting to check out, and I hope we see more of it in the future. Okay, quick power rankings. What – would your three first forwards be to play defense? Connor Brown, definitely. Okay. Um, 
I would say Nick Paul normally, but man, that offense has dried I know, right But up. he's that also is. got a cannon. So if he's the last man in and these other yeah. two, you could kind of drop pass. He, he'd probably be number one for me. I'd go Nick Paul, then Connor Brown, and then maybe Tyler Ennis, just because you get a, get Tyler him wound Ennis. get get him wound up. Dude, toothless Tyler is yeah. un, unbelievable. And no I'm I do agree, no penalty on the play, but at some point, when P.K. Subban finds himself in these accidental situations that result in injury over and over and over and over and over again, at some point, there's just a common denominator. Like, I saw it on Friday when the Devils were playing Winnipeg. Uh, Subban was out again. He just kicks guys' legs out from underneath them. Brutal. And, yeah, it, it's brutal. But, anyways, Ottawa escaped without injury. Tyler might have something to say about that. But he, he seemed to love having the one tooth and just hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> the adrenaline was there. Me- remember Dadnov? How terrible oh, yeah. he was last year and then he got his face smashed into the boards and in, he lost was in two. Winnipeg it was yeah, in yeah. Winnipeg and then he started a tear in like five games he, he the, that Leafs game was uh very soon after and that's all it needed to get him going so maybe I, I gotta stay locked on to Tyler Ennis uh spoiler alert here but uh toothless Whoa, Tyler no spoilers coming out here we'll and, get to that we, we also have to get to the shootout which is awesome but you mentioned let's the get fence. to that on the other side of the ads though because we're running I, along here I was about to just have the best transition in lockdown history oh okay reset so coach dj smith changed things up by going with three forwards and if you want to change things up be like peyton manning omaha omaha well omaha steaks are for you especially this holiday season they're around the corner and omaha steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter nhl into the search bar for the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code NHL, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gift and greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. Epic transition, Ross. So sorry for cutting Only off there. Only took twice. You, st- you still nailed it, though. And, hey, look, guys. You listen to your podcast for the power of the inside track. Like, I'm sure so many of you listen to the Locked On Center's podcast so you can follow along with Pillsy's parlay of the day. But you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Maybe that's a better way to save money rather than following along with Pillsy's parlay of the day, now that I think about it. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone. No, that is not a typo, guys. A free phone so you can listen to the latest episodes of the locked on centers podcast and keep up with your favorite players and teams tim stutzla belleville senators nodak sends anyone we got it all the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights you can download you can download the locked on centers podcast and subscribe three different times for 30 bucks a month only and the power one of America's largest 5G networks for our American listeners. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. Alex Formanton fast. With all that money, you'll save and all that edge you'll gain. Just how powerful will you become? Whoa. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. 
Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of the largest networks in America, and it's 5G. More power to save, boost mobile. Quick disclaimer, guys. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer slash coverage not available everywhere for all phone slash networks. See boostmobile.com for details. More power to save. Boost mobile. Make sure you're locked on Senators wherever you download your podcast. You can also subscribe on YouTube where we're doing our postcast. Pillsy, the postcast is 3-1. The Senators are 3-1 in the postcast era. Wow, we're not saying it. People are saying it. That we're the postcast. We are not saying it. We've heard, and other people are saying. You're saying that the postcast is one of the biggest reasons this team is able to find success. So we're going to keep doing it. And Ross, what do you know? There will be a postcast tonight. Oh my goodness! So stay tuned on Twitter at Send Central, or just keep checking YouTube right after the game. Sometimes, like we share. This is inside baseball here, but we share the restream account that we use with two other shows. Sometimes we hop on, and last name is the Islanders, the pesky Locked On Islanders <laughs> podcast that we had to wait for. Ironic now, tonight's opponent, but after the game, it'll be definitely within the 40 minutes after a game. Uh, usually, we're going to try to make it 20 minutes after the game, you know, get our notes together, and away we go. So, Speaking of tonight's game, and we're going to finish off with the shootout, we got to give stick taps to a friend of the show. Cheryl Pounder will be a color analyst for tonight's game. Love That's it. awesome. That's and, awesome. And so I feel like this is one of those things, Ross, where just the networks are listening to the people on Twitter. Like, I think every single time I see Cheryl Pounder's name on Twitter, it's a Sens fan being like, man, great analysis. Like, we yep. love you on the broadcast. Like, she got so much energy. Next show. Yeah, exactly. So, when the people are are clamoring that much to get more Cheryl Pounder on, the network listened, obviously, or at least I assume, and now she's getting an opportunity to uh, be on the call as a color commentator. So I love it. She's a friend of the show. Every time we've had her on the show, it's been great. We get uh, good uh, reviews from it as well. So that's awesome, and I'm stoked to listen. Me too. But let's get back to last night's game first. And the Senators had their first shootout of the season. It's been a while since we've seen it, and... What's great now is I think the Senators, remember the last few seasons, you had no idea who the three shooters were going to be ever. I think that DJ has found his one, two, three. And why wouldn't it start with Tim Stutz? I love leading off with Timmy Superstar because he's played so well recently. But also, Pilsy, after scoring last night, Tim Stutzla is now three for four in his career in shootouts. And I believe it. Like, man, the talent that this guy has, if you, if you put him on the ice, just mano a mano up against the goalie, no defenders, nothing, and all eyes on him, I feel like Tim Stutzel lives for those moments, right? Like, that's that's where he shines. And he certainly shined yesterday with that shootout goal. Mackenzie Blackwood, I think his eyes are still darting back and forth, trying yeah. to keep uh, keep track of that. It's like a, a cat watching a tennis game or something like that. <laughs> and uh, Stutzel just had him spinning, and then he gets a nice, quick, hard shot that beats him. And I'm with you, Ross. Like, like if DJ Smith put out maybe the order, you could tinker around, whatever. Even though I think the order, no, is I like the order. No, I no, I, I like the order, and I think it's perfect as well. But you could tinker around with the order, and I wouldn't be too upset. But like if, if put, Zub was first. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you put any other three guys in there, DJ would have to spend a good five minutes telling me why Explaining. that's a decision yeah. to take Stutzla, Norris, and or Patheson out of the shootout. Because those, like, those are your obvious choices. you got to have them in there. So you I ha- love that. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. Yeah. And what I loved about Timmy's, and shout out Laleem's Martian, obviously great friend of the show, yeah. absolute beauty. He's been clipping the games, but now he's syncing it. With Dean and Gord and doing Dean the on work. the call. And I love like watching while the radio guy's doing it. Not only are Dean and Gord the best, but being able to like they're trying to describe it to people who aren't watching that are yeah. only listening. So I think it's really cool because as Stutzla was going in, he just goes, Stutzla comes in, makes 15 moves, score. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome because he was just, as you mentioned, head fake, hand fake. And I said on the postcast, you can tell that's a kid who watched Patrick Kane highlights growing up because it was the same where like comes in with speed and then just slows down and lets his hands do the work from there. Absolutely amazing. Almost as nice as Josh Norris's goal because Pilsy, that's a shot in that position with that momentum from that side. Nobody's stopping it. You can't. No, especially when it's Josh Norris. And this is one of the reasons why I love Josh Norris. He's a shoot first center. Like, yeah. You're not going to see Josh Norris come down the wing and, uh, you know, pull off some insane toe drag backhand or something like that. Like when you have a weapon like that in your arsenal and you can get rid of it that quick, like it's almost like it's like a gunslinger, right? When you got a quick draw and like you just can't time that release. And he knows he's shooting. Like they asked him uh, in the post game, like, what was your plan? And he's like, I had a plan in place. Try not to overthink it. Yeah. If I had a <laughs> shot like that, I wouldn't overthink it too. I would just, yeah. I would just shelf it and beat goalies all the time as well. So you got to love Josh Norris for just sticking to what he knows, not trying to get too fancy. And that's what I love about him when he was in the AHL. You just come down the wing and rip one 30 times to beat AHL goalies. Yes, and then Forsberg did the rest of the work. He made a couple great saves. Yep, definitely. I mean, uh, there were some missed shots as well, which, man, if you if you miss a shot on the shootout, that, hey, hey, that's hey. tough skating back there. Drake, Although, Drake may have missed it too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, tough, Drake. That's that's tough on Drake. But uh, You're talking about Jesper Bratz, though, right before Drake. He missed by an absolute mile. And what added that was a game breaker there. What added insult was that it was goal, 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 and then that because yeah. he, he wasn't even close. I would have missed soccer net. Honestly, yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one there for sure. So yeah, the Sens come away with a three-two shootout win, and yes. um, you got Brady and Chuck is captain shit right now. Like this Absolutely. guy is, is just really cementing himself as uh, as one of the premier players in the National Hockey League, and if he can add, uh, you know, maybe a little distance scoring, we've seen him do a better job this year, but. This guy is just going to be an unstoppable force for years to come. So this is uh, it's a fun time to be a Sens fan. And for all the fans that stuck it out, like, hey, and I wouldn't blame blame you at all if if you didn't. But now you're looking at a situation where your captain has 15 points in 14 games. And then so he knew he was captain against that Vegas game. So I'm going to count that, even though he didn't officially get the seat until the game against Tampa Bay, the next one. But seven goals, eight assists, 15 points since being named captain of this team. So that's uh, that's incredible accomplishment. They're yep. going to get a chance to extend that win streak to four games tonight, Pilsy, when they host the New York Islanders, a team that you mentioned it was absolutely cruising through the last two seasons. Back-to-back conference finalists. Yeah. Just, just couldn't get past the Tampa Bay Lightning. But this year, it's been a hellhole 
of a season. 0-8-3 in their last 11. It took 13 games before they played their first one at home. And this is kind of a schedule loss, right, for Ottawa because this New Jersey game was rescheduled because of the COVID situation. So now they're on the second half back-to-back. No morning skate today. But they do have an opportunity to, to win their fourth straight game for the first time since March 8th, 2017. <laughs> they haven't won four straight games in four years. Wow. Pillsy. <laughs> On that streak, it was a 5-2 win against, against guess who? Guess who they beat to win their fourth straight game? Toronto. No, no. Think, think this season. We were laughing about it the other day. Uh, oh, boy. This is a trivia question. I can't I do it. Dallas. Oh, nice. Give me more stars. Yeah. Yes. Y'all got any more stars? <laughs> yeah, got any more stars. That, that's amazing. But yeah, so it has been a long time since the Senators won four straight games. And hey, no better time to do it than right now. We'll have a preview of that game coming right up on Locked On Senators. Before we hit the ad read, quick shout out as well to Levy Marilyn and mm. 2 and 0 on the weekend. The Kingston Frontenacs are starting to feel it's the Ben really Roger good. bump. It's the Ben Roger bump. Hey, he had a shutout on Friday night, uh, Marilina did, and the first guy to come congratulate him was Big Ben Rogers. So the Limestone Senators, uh, as the Frontenacs are on a bit of a roll, he made 48 saves on 49 shots, and he went 2-0 and on the weekend. So let's keep that ball rolling. And this kid, he's got as good a chance as anybody to be the starting goalie for Team Finland yep. at the World Junior. So we'll keep you on. Up to date on all that, Pilsy. Your friends at Bet Online would like a word. So, as per usual, the parlay was one game off. I think you can you can go with my thought process, though, right? Like, yeah. um, Philly was and doing all Philly right. Philly scored five goals. You I should know. win. When you yeah, and then five. Vancouver shut out LA. So, the goal differential. I think we can give me a, a win there on that parlay. We'll start going with that. Um, but guys, where do Pilsy's parlays of they happen? Only one place. It's betonline.ag. Head there today and you can sign up and make a free account. And since you're a loyal listener of the Locked On Centers podcast, you know we're going to hook you up with the promo code. And thank goodness, because if you've been following along with Pilsy's Parlay of the Day, you're going to need this promo code. You put $100 in and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So bingo, bango, bongo, you get $50 of free play money in your account. Now, you're free to use that in any way you want, but you got to win it to earn it. So you got to get some W's before you can cash out that free play money. I'm conflicted about this parlay, Ross, because I enjoy the Ottawa Senators. I like watching them win hockey games. However, I may be the world's greatest mush in sports gambling history, but I'm so confident that they're going to win this one that this is going to erase the mush and we're all going to move forward to happier days. So... I'm going for the over five and a half at plus 109 for this game. And then taking Senator's money line at plus 128. So put the over, sends money line, put 10 bucks into that parlay. You're going to win 37.65. That would be just so lovely if that happened because we're dwindling down in uh, my account here with betonline.ag. But the important thing is, is I'm back in the action. I took a little break, responsible gambling. You got to take a break sometimes, but I'm back in the action, not on the sidelines. Check it out today, guys. It's betonline.ag. And I'm going to have a levy lock for you as well later on. So stay in the action, get that 50% welcome bonus and use our promo code locked on. You can advertise with locked on senators as well. Shoot us a DM on Twitter 
at Send Central, or there's a business inquiry email on YouTube. We'd love to put your company first, and we do have a couple down the pipeline, and we appreciate people oh, yeah. reaching out. And we're always happy to pump tires of great companies doing great things, especially around the Ottawa area. Okay, Pilsy, it's a Senators game day. No morning skate, however. The Sens flew back from New Jersey. Feeling good on the plane. Shabby, I wonder if he wore that bike helmet the whole way back. We haven't given enough props. We talked about his assist on the Batherson goal. Shabby played almost 30 minutes again last night. This guy, he his point totals are less than years past, but this guy is absolutely playing his best hockey. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, the reason his point totals are down so much, Ross, is because his defensive responsibilities have skyrocketed, yes. right? Like, he doesn't have the luxury of pinching in the zone as much as he used to because he can't trust the guy beside him to cover up. He doesn't have the luxury of making a risky move to break into the zone because again he can't trust the defense beside him to cover up for him so with that when Zub's not there so that's the reason he can't take the same risk as he's used to but I have a feeling when this Senators team gets some defensive reinforcements that he's going to be able to kind of have a longer leash here and get some more stuff done offensively and once this power play starts clicking again like they were near the start of this season, I think you're going to see the points go up for him as well. So I'm not too worried about the numbers there because, like you said, the eye test is showing that Shabbat is handling a lot of work and is doing pretty good when he is. And go check out the uh, the Senators' uh, Twitter account. They've been doing a great job this year. Credit where it's due of post-game behind-the-scenes footage, which we absolutely love to see. Timmy with a quick speech last night and giving the bike helmet and sunglasses over to Thomas Shabbat. All right, so Thomas Shabbat is my locked-on player for tonight's game against the New York Islanders. You might remember back in the day, Shabbat scored his first-ever NHL goal against the New York Islanders. So a special team to play against for him. We know that him, the Franco-Canadian uh, connection with Pajot, two good buddies. So mm. they're going to be going head-to-head. And a me. he is just on an absolute heater right now. Five shots on goal last night as well for Shabbat. I think that he is due for his first goal. So I'm calling it right now. It's not my levy lock. You're going to have to go see that later at Send Central. But I got Thomas Shabbat scoring a goal tonight. I think he's nice. more than due. Yeah, I, I would like that. And I think it'd be good for him to get that monkey off his back and get a little kind of reward for all the work he's put in here. It'd be great if it was on the power play as well. My locked on player, I already alluded to it. It's Toothless Tyler. I mean, this guy is a water <laughs> bug out there just in regular circumstances. Don't get him angry. Don't piss off the water bug because he's going to be buzzing around there. And I, I, we need him to be buzzing because I would say he's probably the um, like the core of that second power play unit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he really is the guy that stirs stirs the drink on that second unit. So let's hope uh, that toothless energy, same as uh, Dadanov had last season, carries on into this game. Okay, so Thomas Shabbat, his first NHL goal was against the Islanders. He also had two assists in that game. Ottawa won 6-5. Another trivia, this one I'm not going to keep you out in the water for too long, but who would you guess assisted on Thomas Shabbat's first NHL goal? Eric Carlson. No. It happened December 1st, 2017. Bobby Ryan. Yes, he had the primary assist. There you go. So good at this. And? Tom Pyatt. No. Good good (laughs) guess because... You you knew you knew who was coach at that point. No, Mark, <laughs> Mark Stone had the uh, had the other assist uh, on that one. So shabby, great memories against the Islanders. He'll have a chance to extend those tonight. Now, what's gone wrong with the Islanders? You can listen to Locked On Islanders. He'll give you the rundown of that. Gil, Gil Martin is a, a great guy, but 
when I'm looking at this team and when I saw them, I I think I mentioned off the top, I was at their last win. It was November 6th. It was over a month ago. They shut out the Winnipeg Jets 2-0. Pillsy, I missed both goals. <laughs> Damn. They scored at uh, like, I think five minutes into the first period. We got to the game a little late and then they scored 30 seconds in the third period. I was getting a jumbo jet dog. So, hey, uh, I'm an absolute mush. But when I watch them play, like, it's it's slow. Like, they're not that same up-tempo team that they've been in years past. Like, they they can be taken advantage of. And clearly, they have a brief <laughs> game. Yeah, definitely. That's fair to say. I think... The Islanders are very similar to the Devils, right? Like, my main thing about the Devils is they don't have that game breaker. And neither do, like, the Devils have Hughes. Sure, that's fair. And then the Islanders have Barzell. Sure. But then, apart from that, like, they don't have any elite goal scorers. But I'm not trying to diss them either. Like They've scored 38 goals in 20 games. Exactly my point. And Matt Barzell leads the team in points with 13 points. Nelson leads with nine goals. And yeah. I think Nelson is out right now also. And then um, is it Pellick or Pollock? One of them is out also. And w- that's a dynamic duo. So you're missing half of that, which is a big part of their decor. And the thing too, uh, Ross, wh- what I was going to get to here is they're not really a regular season team. Like that's a team where just get them into the playoffs and they will grind their way out because they don't have those game breakers, but they have a lot of depth. Like they can run four lines comfortably, but the Pretty big difference. is their fourth line center right now. Yeah, yeah. But the big difference here, Ross, is what were they known for this whole run is that fourth line of Sezikis, Clutterbuck, and uh, who was the Leafs guy? Matt Martin, Martin. but the other guy. He just went to Europe. Oh, Komarov. Komarov, that's it. Thank you. So They were known for having those guys grind out fourth line shifts. And now Komarov's gone. Matt Martin is hurt, I think. And then uh, Sezikis. He's out injured, too. He's injured as well. So that's a big part of their identity that's missing yeah. here. And they're going to struggle with that. And also Varlamov, like, man, has he struggled this year. Sorokin's been amazing, but they they need both those goalies to play well. So I think you're looking at an Islanders team here that is just kind of going through some growing pains. They had a tough time with COVID as well. Um, and they're moving to a new arena. So there's a lot of moving parts going on with this team. So I think they're just in a bit of disarray here. And, my key to the game, Ross, is going to be to, like, step on this team's throat. Like, don't give them an inch because if they start seeing the light and they score a quick goal early and go up one nothing, they can just shut it down. Like, they, yeah. if they go up one nothing, I am confident they could win one nothing, And that's, that's the game. So don't give them that little bit of breathing room. Don't give them that, any of that light at the end of the tunnel. You just need to outwork them and make sure that you don't give them any hope because this is a team. They've got a lot of savvy vets that know how to get it done. Like you mentioned, they go to the conference finals seemingly every year, so they know what it takes, but they're just, it's not clicking right now. So don't let them get it clicking. And they're getting close, right? They lost eight straight games in regulation, but their last three home against San Jose and Chicago. I think even four. Detroit. If you go past the COVID uh, shutdown, that I think their their loss before was a one nothing loss. So they they're in close games here. Yes, and three straight that went past regulation. Yep. Although during this 11 game losing streak or winless streak, I guess we have to call it, they've only outshot their opponents twice. So it's been tough for them. I think if you're Ottawa, you're pouring it on early and often. Use the momentum that you've gained from these last 5 even I shouldn't say five, but in the last three wins at the very least, like just keep feeling good about yourself and score first, please. Love of God, 
just get on the board first because, like you mentioned, it they this Islanders team can clamp down so hard that you got to watch out. And I'm looking out, no surprise here, Jean Gabriel Pajot. The only thing left is where are you going to build the statue, Dean? <laughs> I love that for Gord after uh, Pajot's four goal game in the playoffs. He'll forever be a fan favorite, no question about that. But I think that a lot of people, and fair enough, right? Because at that point, Ottawa had been losing a lot of their like fan favorites, a lot of the long-term yeah. players. But Pajot got that big contract, but immediately lived up to it point-wise too, right? Last year, he had 28 points in 54 games. And in the playoffs, he's been outstanding over the last two playoffs where in uh, quick math, quick math, in 41 playoff games, got 24 points with the Islanders and he's plus 19. So that's that's real nice, but this year, as with everybody on the Islanders, it's not great. Only two goals in 19 games. He's got six points. And he's minus. And I two. think those two goals were in like the last two games too. I know he scored in last oh, yeah? game. I was reading their game preview. Yeah, so it, it's been cold for Pajot here. And uh, Ross, if you're going a former senator for your lookout player, I'm going to do it as well. Oh yeah. What does Chara have left in the tank? Like I haven't watched him I all know. season, so I'm going to be interested to see and. You gotta love that Chara story, right? Back where he was drafted as a, uh, he looked like like a prehistoric like dinosaur creature back in his early Islanders days, right? Like with the long a, flow, with the long flow, with um, the deer legs. He hadn't grown into his body yet. He was just a big, tall defenseman. So it's it's awesome that he's kind of come full circle here and that he's helping out uh, some of the younger guys here. So just for nostalgia's sake, I'm gonna be looking out for Zidane Chara. Yeah, what a, not hard to find him, Pills, the other day. <laughs> yep. uh, he was drafted in 1996. He is older than DJ Smith. Let that sink in. That's wild. Wow. Holy. Yeah. Unbelievable. So even though, yeah, what's left in the tank is a very fair question to a guy who's played 1,625 games. And a million playoff games. Jeez. Oh, my God. He's played exactly 200 playoff games, actually, Pilsy. Funny enough. That's close. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Hey, 200 in in, uh, in the NHL is, you know, that's pretty close. You have to be on some great teams for that. Uh, fu- funny, I guess, enough, over 35 of those playoff games were with Ottawa early, early on in his career. And then, of course, with Boston, their perennial playoff team. He got that cup in 20. 20- 11. So Zanano Char, he'll always be a favorite of mine personally. Like he was the stud when I started watching uh, the Senators on a nightly basis. So I like that from you. So we got a couple former Ottawa Senators, a couple Sens abroad, for lack of a better term, that we're locked onto tonight. My key to victory is score early, get these Islanders questioning themselves. Wait, if we can't win against Ottawa on a back to back for them with travel, like what are we doing here? Make them think that early on. And I guess the starting goalie will have something to do with that as well because you highlighted the difference between Varlamov and Sorokin this season. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm excited to see Gus again. It seems like it's been a long time since we've seen Gus in the net for the Sens too. So this is going to be yet another great game. I'm I'm looking at when was Gus's last game? The Vancouver one. So yeah. he that was probably his worst start of the year, would you say? It was pretty bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, six goals on 35 shots. I'm looking right now. I can't see. You know that Gus hasn't faced less than uh, he hasn't faced less than 31 shots in a start. Like he went into that Washington game and uh, and only had 15 against. But yeah, in all of his starts, 31 is his least uh, amount of shots against, and that was against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So 
Um, this this guy's been busy. In his last game since then, it's been 39 shots, 36, and 35. Yep, he's so, busy. Hey, busy Gus, and uh, we'll we'll see what he can do tonight because, again, three straight losses for him, and he's actually lost five of his last six games. Six of his last seven, if you include that OT loss against Minnesota at the start of November. So, hey, this is a big opportunity for him, and I think that he's going to come to the forefront. So let's see what the Senators have, and we'll be back for our postcast after the game. Anything else, Pills, you want to note on this one? Go, Sens, go. You heard it from Pillsy. Go, Sens, go. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Again, you can follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Sens Central, on Instagram, Locked On Senators. Sorry, Locked On Dot Senators. And please subscribe on YouTube. It'll give you a little notification when we do go live after each and every Sens game with the postcast. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.